0: This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.
1: Shooter ready, stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia, Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go!
2: All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, gun control tyrants like Gavin Newsom just don't get it. Making good people defenseless does not make bad people harmless. Instead of using the word gun control, they should use victim disarmament. Right, And if you believe in the Second Amendment, and if you believe that good people deserve the best tools to defend themselves and their families, then you should be a member of San Diego County Gun Owners. San Diego County Gun Owners makes it easy to connect with the community that's fighting to defend and restore your Second Amendment rights. Become a member today. It's only $10 a month. Go to sdcgo.org backslash join to become a member today. What's up, Dave? Kicking chickens, buddy. How about you?
1: All kinds of fun stuff, man. The gun show was very cool. I was going to say, you had a good weekend, huh? We had a really good weekend. Um, you know, there was, uh, you know, it's a, you know, you know how uh, at the end of a football season or yeah. usually about two or three games in, you know, if your team's not doing so well, they call it a rebuilding <clears throat> year, right? <laughs> so Oh, those, you talk about the Chargers? Yeah. Every year it's a rebuilding <sighs> year for the so this is a rebuilding year for the for the gun show, but it was uh, the important thing is. So what do I mean by that? Um, you know, it's it's not what uh, Delmar was yet, mm-hmm. um, but in some ways I think it's 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 a little it's a little better, but it's certainly not the size of Delmar, and they certainly we certainly don't have as many. Vendors and as big a variety of firearms yet. Um, but I think uh the cool thing is is so many people kind of see the potential and are just there to support, and that was really, really cool.
2: I think the key to the gun show yep. was a symposium. Yes. Hands down. Del Mar didn't have that. Yep. That's, nope. that's nobody else had that.
1: Yeah, that's how it's better. And I gotta tell you, um, he's still there right now, but that is 100 percent
2: Rich Humel. Absolutely. Everybody Big round of applause for Rich because nobody, I mean, he worked his tail off on this. He did work his tail off on it. And the symposium, for
1: those who don't know, when you go to the gun show, you pay the fee, go in, and then the symposium was free. The symposium was basically a lecture series. So we had um, instructors. We had John Dillon talk about and the- And you could have
2: charged for
1: this, to be honest have, with you. We could have, yeah. It. And, uh, but the, it was all at the door. You, know, you, you get into the gun show, and boom, you get the full experience. Uh, because we're trying to build this thing up, because we're trying to make it better and th- than it even was before. But the sheriff came and spoke, and she knocked the cover off the ball. Did she really? She really did. She she got people were clapping and wow, uh, some very very good questions. And they talked about SB two, you know, what that's going to do to CCWs, um, which is not good, you know. If it, it's you know it passed, but now and of course we have a lawsuit against it. Um, now we just got to make sure we can uh, – I know we're going to win the lawsuit, but we got to get the uh, injunction in place and all that other stuff. Uh, super, super thoughtful lady. She doesn't uh, – she said something really interesting, and I talked about this after she got done talking. She said that she, she on different issue, issues, she lends her voice when she thinks it is uh, appropriate and, and can be effective. Now, what that means is, you know, she has an opinion on everything just like we all do. Mm-hmm. But she is thoughtful uh, and uh, and deliberate on when she airs her voice. You know, sometimes just kind of spouting off of the mouth and saying things, especially if you're an elected official, especially if you're, you know, the sheriff of a major county in a major state, um, doesn't always do everybody a lot of good to just kind of give your opinion willy-nilly. Uh, so she's not afraid to step up and talk about things that she believes in, uh, but she doesn't just. But she's very thoughtful and deliberate, and I really, really enjoy that about her. I think it's extremely important in a county as big and diverse as San Diego. And so, she's
2: a Democrat.
1: She's a Democrat. And, I think
2: that's important to say.
1: Yeah, she's a Democrat, and we uh, we endorsed her and got her elected, and she got a big round of applause when she was speaking. Uh, the panel discussion with some elected officials was very, very cool. Uh, That was Dustin Trotter from CNT. That was Phil Ortiz. He was a council member in El Cajon. And then Laura Lothian. Laura Lothian, the vice chair of La Mesa, is such a crack up. She's so hilarious. She was was saying, you know, that a a gun issue came in front of them, uh, which, you know, we helped with. And she said the other side wanted to pass this storage law. And all they had were, were, you know, some some woman would come up and start crying or whatever. And she said, okay, so we're going to pass a law based on on girls crying? She said, you know, and I'm like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. So anyway, it was her. really, really great. So, Every
3: county needs a law.
1: I think so, too. Alicia, how are you?
3: Fantastic.
1: Good, good, good. We have so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next segment, we're going to talk to Ken, Ken Bartell. How are you?
3: I'm doing
4: well, Michael. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you. Ken uh, is from Royal Loan, and uh, you've been a member of San Diego County Gun Owners from the very, very start, from the very beginning. You've been to every dinner. Uh, you have been, you were a supporter at the very, very first dinner, and you've you've been absolutely wonderful, and I think we're long overdue having you on the show.
4: Well, thank you, Michael. I really appreciate that. I appreciate your the San Diego County Gun Owners. Uh, I saw from verly, very early on that, uh, that your, what, what you had to offer was representing the people of San Diego and, uh, and giving us a voice um, as opposed to some of these big national organizations that, that can't focus on our immediate issues.
1: Yeah, well, and, and I can't wait to talk about your shop. I'm a big fan, and I'm so glad you're here. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, well, there's so much to talk about, too. There's the Miller decision that came out. There's uh, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. We're g- we're going to talk about our monthly meetings and how they went. We're going to talk about how not me California has a fundraiser. That's our five hundred one C three. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, so our friends at Gunfighter Tactical. Uh, there's some news there that we'll we'll definitely talk about. But I I can't wait to uh, to really get into it. How would Ken? Did you have you have you are you familiar with SB two? Have you seen that yet? The one where that limits the. Uh, uh, where you can carry for CCW holders to like nowhere.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I have been following that to a certain point, and it's yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna cripple having a CCW. It basically, takes takes all the uh, all the teeth out of it.
1: It really does. And I I was on just I, in the last uh, couple weeks. I've been on like ever. I've been on I think everywhere. ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, KUSI, just about every news outlet. Union Tribune. And they are all wanted to know at least a little bit. So, you know, they they were talking about the gun show, and they were talking about some other things. They were talking about the Miller decision, but they all wanted to talk about SB two. They all realize the scope, you know, the the gravity of SB two and just how big it is. And, and and in all fairness to them, I mean, you know, a lot of these journalists, you know, are either neutral or lean. Uh, how do i put it? i don't want to say they lean left that's too it's too elementary it's not exactly true they but they they look for they look to be you know devil's advocate they look to challenge you you know whether you're for or against you know they their job is to challenge you so you know i guess what i'm saying is i've talked to some reporters lately who i've talked to in the past that normally uh, do a really good job of challenging me, <laughs> who find it tough to challenge me on SB2. They kind of go, "Yeah, this this thing is really extreme." You know, this seems, uh, you know, way beyond reasonable gun control, and and, and they were having a hard time challenging me on 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 the uh, fact that it's just so unreasonable. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I also thought it was super interesting that uh, you know I went to NBC, their new building. Well, they've been there a few years now. You remember when they were downtown, the NBC building. Mm-hmm. Down on, by Horton Plaza. Um, well, you know they moved to Claremont, and it is like getting into Fort Knox. It. I'm like, wow, you guys have no wonder. You know, <laughs> look at all this security. I, I I got about five feet from the front door, and somebody came over a loudspeaker and said, uh, "Can I help you?" You know, and and wow. and then you had to get into a secure door. They buzzed you in, and then from there you had to get in through another secure door after you talked to the security guy. And I'm like, well. I don't have that kind of security. That's why. Just I, like KUSI. That's why I need a good. Yeah, KUSI. They have
2: a stick that you can pick through the <laughs> KUSI has a guy named Tommy who's waving. Come, come in, on. Just come on. In, hurry come on up. in. <laughs> yeah. All right. The most important thing. How was the food? Food was awesome. Did you food. eat everything?
1: I didn't eat everything. Uh, Rich got me taco rice, which I'd never had before. Super spicy, and I loved it.
2: Taco well, rice. what do you think?
1: What did you eat?
3: I didn't make it. I did go to the Tactical Expo, but I was not able to make it to Gun Chaser. Uh, I was going to that. How was the Tactical? Let, let, yeah, let's, yeah talk let's, about it, it. let's talk about it. It, when it was
1: you get pretty back. fun. Absolutely. We're gonna. I want to talk to Ken a lot next when, yeah. we, when mm-hmm. we come back. But let's touch on that before
2: we get... Uh, before the end of the day. There you go. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1178. The Answer. <music> Welcome to Gun Owners Radio FM AM 1170. The answer. Hey, if you own a gun in California, you should have an attorney that specializes in California gun laws on your speed dial. Because if you ever have legal matters that involve firearms, you need California's firearm lawyer, John Dillon. Especially if you have questions on red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Our trusted firearms attorney is John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Put his number on your phone right now, 760-642-7150. That's John Dillon, California firearms lawyer, 760-642-7150.
1: So before we get to Ken, talk about the uh, the Tactical Expo. How did that go? Sure. That was at CORE? It was
3: at CORE and Santee.
1: Yep. Correct. The San- um, not Santee.
3: I believe it's Santee.
1: Yeah, Santee. They yeah, moved. They moved. Oh, they moved yeah, to Santee? It's, yeah, that's yeah. I didn't know They're, that. It's a
3: little industrial area. And they told us. Yeah.
1: Nobody ever tells me. Did not they tell us last week? He, I
3: think. I think Mike was out of town. What part of
1: Santee oh. did they move to?
3: It's uh, you, you know where? Uh, oh goodness, you put me on the spot here with directions. I'm a woman. <laughs> Legit. Blonde. So, sh- so, should we <laughs> so stop and ask for directions? Probably. <laughs> so it's it's uh, I believe I want to see it's it's pathways. It's in Santee. It's in the yeah, industrial yeah. park area. Okay, I know where that is. So. Um. Yeah, it was great. They had a number of vendors. They had this guy that was uh, that that was selling these really pretty fantastic multi-tool crowbar wrench hammer hatchet thing. I bought one. I'll do a review on it. I'll oh. break some things up. Oh my. Um, they had some some uh, local um, custom concealment holster uh, guy that was, you know, he makes some custom. And it was pretty rad. I bought one of those. I'll be doing a review on that as well nice. once I have a chance to kind of test it and run it. Um, yeah, it was great. They were doing a lot of giveaways and uh, raffles, and it was a great time.
1: Core is wonderful. People mm-hmm. ask, mm-hmm. why do we do it on the same weekend? Uh, we, we messed up. Uh, everybody kind of messed up. No one communicated. Well, Core and and the gun show, we both kind of got we, – we were neck deep. We were both too deep into our events. Then you realized you had the same. Well, face. but then we realized, and we're like, ah, mm-hmm. neither one – so we both ended up supporting each other. Right. We both promoted each other's events. Because uh, we, because you could do both, yeah, you well, do both, yeah, yeah, Santee absolutely. and wherever. But we love core, and they love us, and I'm so glad that it was a successful event for you guys. So, but I'm gonna, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen again. We want to yeah. make sure that we're all on the same page. So, well, awesome, Ken from Royal Loan. It's so so nice to have you in the studio. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for coming. I I, I got to tell you, I frequently tell people. Uh, that you guys are uh, just about the best gun store in San Diego Uh, because people don't typically think of you as a gun store because you're a a pawn shop. But you guys have the best. I remember I walked in years ago, like when we first started San Diego County Gunners, walked in and came out and and saw you guys. And I'd been in there before. A friend of mine used to do transfers through you guys. And I'd been in there before, but I hadn't really paid attention. And then I went in there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And at the, this is like I don't know eight years ago, and you guys had like a KSG, and you had all this really cool stuff. You guys are, are like have some of the best selection uh, in San Diego.
4: Well, thank you, Michael. We uh, it's uh, it's grown over the years. When we first started the business back in 1995, when we took it over, we had one small case with a with a handful of guns, and it kind of uh, it it took on a life of its own after a while. And, you know, people started coming in and buying things. And then we realized if we, you know, if I wanted to keep having, making sales, mm-hmm. we had to, we had to continue to bring in merchandise with the, uh, with the, with the restrictive roster that we have. Uh, there's not a lot of, not as many used guns as we would like that we can, that mm-hmm. we can come through the store and fill the cases. So we, we fill the case with new guns. We stock, uh, we stock from Glock. We stock Smith and Wesson. We stock Beretta. We stock SIG. Uh, we stock the kel uh, so yeah, we have a we have a very very big selection. Um, it's it's pretty uh, pretty pretty impressive.
2: Well, and you're a pawn shop, right? Yes. So if people have collections of, of old guns from family members, can they come down and uh, sell them to you?
4: Oh, absolutely, Dave. In fact, because uh, a lot direct... of people
2: don't know what to do with an old gun.
4: Dave, that's absolutely what we do. We've had a lot of people come in with their collections, family collections. <laughs> uh, you know children of, uh, of firearm owners that, that are not interested in in, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. having guns but they want to they want to get uh, some value out of them uh, we offer we offer to buy them out raw we also do consignments and consignments will get the uh, get the seller more money right. uh, we sell it on on their behalf and we take a percentage It right. also allows us to sell things that are not on the on the roster right are, which you can otherwise. do yes we can where are you located we're in North Park at 3033 <laughs> El Cajon Boulevard about uh, about a quarter of a mile west of the 805.
1: Okay. And you get you pretty much to to be a uh, a pawn shop, you pretty much have to have an FFL.
4: If you want to be a pawn shop that sells firearms, you we you have to have an FFL.
1: It's not pretty much. You have to have. <laughs> have yes. One. Yes. Well, we but do. I but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is if someone says, "Hey, I want to I want to run a pawn shop, they're it's it, it, it's crippling if they don't have an FFL. You, you get a lot of people that want to come in and maybe pawn a firearm or whatever. I mean, it's, you, you kind of it, it's it's it, it, you know it, it kind of goes hand in hand. Am we, I right or no?
4: We are one of the only pawn shops in San Diego County that still have an FFL. Oh okay. Uh, in the past, almost every pawn shop had an FFL. But the, uh, the regulations and the restrictions and the inspections oh, and wow. T's, basically, uh, it, it, most people just gave it up.
1: Wow. But, and that's, I think, why you guys have such a good shop is that you didn't give it up. I, I, I think because you're a gun guy, I guess what I'm what I'm getting to. That's why your shop is so good with firearms. That's why you kept your FFL. You're a legit actual guy. You didn't just get into it because you're a pawn shop. You're a gun guy.
4: I am a gun guy, and that that can be a disadvantage. <laughs> as, I, as I was telling you earlier, they a lot don't of, sit
2: on the shelf for very long. <laughs> exactly. Do they?
4: Yes, I, I too many of them make it into my own safe. So uh, <laughs> well, I what, just want you to know, that's Ken, that's a weakness.
2: I just want you to know, I am never coming to your store because okay. you have not seen my house. Yeah, I mean, I am terrible about collectibles, and I know you got collectibles, whether it be guns or.
4: Dave, you can always find room. <laughs> yeah, there you go. God, you're so, so
2: right. You're so right. Oh my god, but I love I guess I have to go.
1: What's a cool story? What's something interesting that's come through your shop? Oh my god, what is What's question. like a really cool story where you're like, "I can't believe I saw her," you know?
4: So, we've had some really interesting things some of them I can't really repeat on air. Mm. Um, but for instance, we had, we took in a uh we had one of the torches that was uh that was carried through LA oh, cool. in the uh, Believe it was the '84 Olympics. Yeah, uh, it was legitimate, and um, we we had we take we took in a uh, we've taken in a couple of uh, uh, division uh, rings for you know NFL oh, division rings. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, no Super Bowl ring because you know we're Chargers or we were the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even start. That's kind.
1: It's kind. You know what though? It's kind of sad that some professional football player had to sell his ring. It's a, it's actually kind of sad now that I think of that through.
4: Yeah, yeah you know? it is. But, Sometimes it is, but, you know, things well, happen. Well, they don't know too. how to
2: manage their money, you know, really. I mean, down deep inside. I mean, a lot of them don't know. Then they get into hard times. Next thing you know, the ring's just got to go. You
4: yeah, unfortunately that, unfortunately, that is the case. Yeah,
2: it is. Who, so you, so you, how do you find – okay, so let's
1: say you take in a, a unique item, like like the torch or a, a, a division.
2: Or a really or cool like watch.
1: How, I, I'd imagine, like, you know, does it – do you just wait for them to come like how do you find a buyer for that?
4: Well, luckily we have we have a lot of people that know about our business and mm-hmm. so people come through uh, we contact people uh, if we have to or we decide that we don't want to have it in the store, we'll put it online, we'll run it through eBay or one of the other auctions. But if somebody sites. says to
2: you, "Hey, I really like XYZ and if you ever happen to see one, let me know."
4: Absolutely. And we you get people the come, yeah,
2: they hand yeah. you a business card. And let me know. By the way, did you see his watch?
1: Yeah, we saw yeah, <laughs> did you we We already it? had a whole we took, I took a, a picture discussion. Had a whole watch discussion already. He's already uh uh told me some of the watches he has down there and you go and, and uh I can't not today.
4: Yeah, Michael, I've got an Omega down there
1: with your name on it. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I know. I know he's
2: already uh he's already thrown out the Okay, so let me get into line. the into that business for a little bit. Do you wheel and deal? Like if oh, I go Absolutely. Okay. You're not like Pawn Stars, are you?
4: <laughs> no, no, that but Palm Stars is actually a little bit more. Uh, it's it's a little cleaned up. It's a little more you sanitized. Th- you think? Uh, it's <laughs> not. It's not as. Uh, it's not as. I don't think we're as cut and dry as that is. It's yeah. just there's people. People come at it from all different don't angles. Uh, some people come in and tell me what they, you know are, are very straight about about it. Some people you have to try to find out from. And them, it's either yes or know.
5: no.
2: How do you price your stuff?
4: We uh we check. Uh, luckily, there's a lot of resources now with the internet. Um, not back be, in the day. Used to be back in the day. We had blue books. We had thick, you know, thousand-page blue books that we had to replace every few months. We had it for guns. They even had. They used to have blue books for computers that you you had to use. You still have your old blue book? Oh gosh, no.
5: <laughs>
2: You're not a pawn
1: star.
4: <laughs> I keep all of that. What, stuff. what
5: did
1: pawn What did pawn stars do to the industry? How did that make it? Worse or did do that no, have an no, effect? No, no. I think
4: Pawn Stars helped it a lot. Pawn Stars made uh, made pawn shops seem more mainstream yeah. and more accessible, and not and as seedy, not as not as not as, uh, as as seedy as some of the stereotypical, mm-hmm. uh, you know, depictions have been of of pawn shops and pawn brokers.
2: You have a green visor. <laughs>
4: No, I don't have a green flag. We got to pa- get you one.
1: Pawn Stars is the one in Vegas, right? Right. Yes. So yes. that one is kind of it's just kind of like a, a history lesson. They just kind of it's kind of an interesting way to do a little history. There's a little drama, a little history. But that what was the one in Detroit? Oh,
4: that was a hard, uh, hardcore pawn. Yeah,
1: My
2: gosh, that one was. <laughs> the title was perfect. <laughs> that but one you, was a lot dirtier and. Uh, but grainy. what I liked about American Pick, I mean American. <laughs> what I liked about Pond Star in Vegas yeah. is you're right. It was educational. Yeah. And they were big into guns. The, all kinds of stuff. I, but a lot of that was fake, right? I mean, it was all set up.
4: Well. It, it, you know, some of it, I, I'm not sure. Some of it was, um, but, you know, it, it was, I wish we had experts like, like they do where yeah. I could just call somebody every time right. somebody brought something in that right. we wouldn't have to do all the work ourselves. Right.
1: But, right. I mean, they, you know, the stuff that we could do, I don't know. you? Did you I mean, the stuff that would come through there – was like – that. that's a phenom- – Like, there's no way that that amount of uh, uh, interesting stuff comes through that regularly. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'd have, you know, 500-year-old
4: crossbows and, you know, stuff
1: like, I mean, you know, I don't know. Does that stuff
4: does regularly
1: appear? Maybe,
4: you know, maybe there's a lot of gamblers that bring those items with them <laughs> and they run on hard times. So I, figure, think hey, location, I, think I think the location – I think location
2: had a lot to do with it. Yeah. And I think what that show did for you was open the door to people – that have stuff like you said from family members passed on or what have you, and they didn't know what to do with it, you know. Right. So the first place they would go is, well, let's go check out this pawn store and our pawn shop, and let's see what they can do for us, and and there's deals to be made too. But a lot of people don't realize.
4: Absolutely, no. We we give some tremendous deals. Yeah. People can save a lot of money on their items. All right,
2: I'll come up and look.
3: Little... So Ken, <laughs> During break, we need to talk when my husband's not listening.
4: <laughs>
2: you already bought too much stuff.
3: He, he's got off roster stuff. He
2: does. Yeah. Right here on <laughs> FM Gun Owners Radio, FM ninety six one
3: The answer. The answer. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. Actually, it's Royal Loan. Uh, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, if you have listened to Gun Owners Radio, you know how I feel about our current government financial system. So it's no secret I'm a big believer in diversifying your money with precious metal like gold and silver. But when it comes to buying precious metal, you need the right company in your corner. That's why we're partnered with the top-rated precious metal company, Gold Co., because reputation does matter. Gold Co., the six-times incorporated 5,000 winner, 2022 company of the year, and they've helped people like you and me place over $2 billion in gold and silver. And right now they're offering gun owner radio supporters up to $10,000 in bonus silver when opening a qualified IRA. This is your opportunity to protect yourself from out-of-control corporate government. Don't pass it up. Grab your phone today and give Gold Co. a call. Take action today so you don't regret it tomorrow. Call Gold Code at 855 612 6354. 855 612 6354. Make sure you tell them you heard it right here on Gun Owners Radio. I like I like the music that, that Brendan plays, you know, like the
1: non copyright music <laughs> they play. I always try to, when, when we're coming in from a commercial, I always try to guess what song they're trying to copy. Trying to copy. Like that last, that was. Clearly a, look, we need a Muzak version of China Grove by the Doobie Brothers. That's right. that's my guess on that last one. <laughs> that's cool. So, anyway, good job, Brendan, as always. So, Ken, um, talk about, you, you 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 talked a little bit about how, you know, it used to be that every uh, pawn shop had an FFL, um, but then it just got too complicated and they all just said forget it. And I'm, I'm assuming that's just California specific.
4: California is is. Uh, you know, a beast of its own um, because of the layers of regulations. Not only are we regulated uh, by the, the federal government, we're regulated by the state government and local government. Yeah. So not only can the federal government come, the ATF will do inspections. The DOJ of California will do inspections. They have their own set of of laws and rules that are going to be a little stricter than the, than the federal rules. So all of these things need to be uh, – all these rules need to be followed – um, uh, you know, closely and without fail.
1: I, talk about how, what's that done to your business? How, how has it changed your business? You've been in business since mid-90s. Right, since
4: 1995. It's, it makes it more expensive to do business. Anytime they add more regulations onto, onto anybody's business, it creates, it's, it's time-consuming. It, uh, it, it takes a tremendous amount of additional time just to, to comply with, with all the regulations and to make sure that, that everything is done by the book i mean
1: do you really do you feel that you know are they the thing the steps that they're taking um you know do you do do you do you kind of do you feel like all right yeah this is helping stop criminals
4: (laughs) i you know a a background check is is necessary um you know we don't want felons or people that have uh you know mental health issues um necessarily to have to have guns i think those are uh, a background check is an important thing but some of the other other regulations are excessive. They don't do anything for crime. Uh, right now, we're doing, uh, you know, we're doing uh, background checks on ammunition. Um, mm. It's it's just it's it's very time consuming. It's 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 restrictive, and it just it keeps people from from exercising their right. Yeah, it's not helping. No, it's not helping.
1: And and but in, of course, background checks existed in '95 when you started. It, it, it's the mountain of stuff they've added since that's really put a damper on things and just made it, it – it feels like I, – I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if, to me it appears that it's not so much about – stopping criminals. It's more about trying to make it so complicated that you can't do business the way, you know, in, in firearms. Do, what, do, what, do you have a thought on that? Or
4: Oh, absolutely. Uh, that, that is very much how it feels. In yeah. fact, one of the latest uh, bills that the governor signed is a requirement that all gun stores uh, have uh, audio and video recording yeah. uh, 24-7. And uh, storage of up to a year of that material.
1: What are you? How are you going to do that? Do you,
4: I, I don't know yet. We're we're trying to figure that out. It's going to be very expensive, mm-hmm. and it's also very intrusive. And I'm really it 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 bothers me greatly that uh, that we're going to be basically under surveillance.
1: The the government. It, the government is, you know, watching you. You know, exercise your right to keep and bear arms. That they have a, a camera on you because you're exercising your right to keep and bear arms.
3: Right, watching and, and listening. It's not just. But video. I wonder
2: if that's legal. No. I mean, as far as First Amendment. Well, they got to go to court
1: and make the case.
2: Yeah. And know? here's the other thing: you asked, is it working? Or do you think, you know, where's are How many pawn stars have have uh, the ability to sell guns now?
4: Pawn you're it. We're basically it.
2: And how out of how many that used to? Dozens. So that's their that's their goal is to make it so cumbersome, so difficult, and so expensive, they would be thrilled if you'd stop.
4: They would, Dave, and I'll tell you what, the 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 the, the law abiding people out there that are buying guns are not the problem. Of course not. It's the it's, it's always the criminals that are the problem. And we've been I've been doing this for for twenty-eight years now mm-hmm. and People come in, and occasionally somebody will try to buy a gun that yeah. is prohibited from owning a gun. They're a felon. And I've only had two instances in my entire 28 years that I've been in business where any agency has come into my locations and asked for paperwork so they could go prosecute that felon that tried to buy a gun. That's a problem. So, so they're, not, they're, they're hurting the law-abiding people, and they're, sure. not, they're, not, they're not enforcing the law no. and doing the, the, the common-sense things that should right. be done.
2: They're not on our side.
4: No, they're not. Well, you know, another problem,
1: I, you know, I went to right before COVID, right before COVID, like two weeks before COVID, the ATF uh, um, had a had a meeting, um, and I got invited from one of the local gun shops, and we've talked about it on the air before, I've talked about it on the air before, it was the most predatory, intimidating meeting I've ever been a part of, and if you listen to the show very long, I don't get intimidated, but I walked out of that. Going, wow! This is this is bad. The ATF is is a predatory agency, and th- those are my words. Stand by them. Um, but the problem there is, you guys are are part of the front line. You know, gun shops and especially pawn shops with FFLs are the front line when it comes to stopping criminals. Treating you guys poorly, treating you guys like you're part of the problem, rather than treating you guys like you're part of the solution. Has made the problem worse. I mean, you were just saying, "Hey, some bad guys came in, tried to do something illegal, and you know, you 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 report them, right?" I mean, if somebody comes in and does something wrong, bad, illegal, whatever,
4: you're you, you want
1: law enforcement to stop bad guys.
4: We do report them. We also will will refuse to sell yeah. if we feel that uh, a, a straw sale is the most common thing that we encounter, where two people come in, uh, one person points to the gun, and the other person says, "I'll take that." Mm. Uh, that that those don't happen in our store,
1: and and, and imagine if law enforcement. Don't you think that it, it you know if if law enforcement over the last thirty years had stopped you know, blaming you you know and, and not you specifically but gun uh, dealers and and partnered with you and said hey these guys can help us you know make the world a better place. I think that it would be it'd be a very different attitude a very different work environment. And I think they'd have a lot more success. There you go
2: being logical again. Will you stop that?
4: <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. If, if we if we had more of a partnership with these agencies, uh, we are the front line and we see what's going on. Uh, we, we, we could help each other a great deal. But, uh,
2: but, Ken, wouldn't you say you have a pretty good relationship with these folks here in town that come and visit your shop?
4: I feel like we do.
2: Yeah, I think so too.
4: We, uh, we you know, we, we we do our we do our job properly. Yeah, uh, we're thorough. We're uh, we're not. Because if we're you weren't, fearless.
2: they'd be on you like butter on toast. Seriously, trying to close you down. So they know you're doing the right thing. I, I mean, know, that's, I that's sure just my so. that's my gut feeling. I don't know. That's, I think, well, the, I think they're predators. Th- <laughs> well, I didn't say they I weren't think they're predators. Well, I, I'm it, sure they and, are. And
1: if you're an ATF agent listening right now, you are a predator. Yeah, I, yeah. I am not shy about saying That's that. Right. And I can give specific instances. I've been on this side uh, uh, for years. I've heard specific things from people. We're not going to put Ken on the spot because he's got to, you know, he's got to run his shop and deal with them. But I'm telling you right now, I've talked to dealers. ATF, you guys are predators. You should be ashamed. That whole department needs to be revamped or gotten rid of. It's it's horrible what they what they go through. It's horrible what they go through. But, anyway, Alicia? I'm sorry. What were you going to say?
3: Uh, no, I, I was just going to say I, I I think that the the people that that Ken is referring to, as far as his relationship, he's talking on on this end of it. the the problem end is going to be the the policymakers right. and the That's the authorities, my, yeah, right? It, so it's exactly. two completely different sides, right? Two separate yeah. ends. Yeah, because
2: well. you know, I mean, when they don't when they walk in the door, I'm sure they're they're cordial.
4: Oh, very much so. We've never had a. <laughs> i' I've, I've never had a
2: never uh, had to throw one out
4: <laughs> no 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 no, the, no we've, we, we we've generally in the past we've had good relationships right. uh we're we're uh we're cooperative right. uh, we want to help them we we yeah. you know we yeah. want criminals off the street just as bad right. as anybody else yep so you're, we do whatever get, you, we can to to keep things on yeah. the up and up you're the good guys uh, we're we're you're I mean, the good guys. We're the, yep, you're, you're the, We're the good, good guys. guys and
2: I and I'm not trying to save these guys because I understand where Mark Mike is coming from you know because they have a job and they've been they've got a direction from upstairs and they have to fulfill what they've been told to do doesn't mean that you don't have a relationship with people and I think honesty is the best policy as long as you cross your T's and dot your eyes you know you're you should be good to go now as far as these other, there's a lawsuit you should jump on. What's that? Cameras in a pond?
1: Well, it's believe me, it's being decided. It's brand new. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, it's being... De- the problem is, you know, they flipped out so much after the Bruin case that... Oh, they're not even done. There's a dozen lawsuits that need to get filed. But, you know, there's... We don't have... other un- We don't have unlimited funds, you know? They do, and it's ours. Yeah. I, I, in every interview, and I was just talking about how I've been on KUSI, and I've been on ABC and blah, blah, blah. In every single interview... Uh, I said that I wish the state would stop spending our money mm-hmm. on trying to limit our, 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 our rights. rights and our freedom. And I wish they'd spend money on you know, going after bad guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I still believe that. But what's, the, what about, what's, a, what's like a super fun part about being a, a, a pawn shop owner? What's something that you're just like, man, this is so rewarding
4: and great? The, the variety of people that come through the door is truly amazing. Um, you know, White color, blue collar, no collar. Uh, we we see it all.
2: Every walk of life.
4: Every walk of life. Um, most people are, are most of our customers are wonderful human beings, and they're a pleasure to do business with. Uh, my favorite part of the pawn shop on the gun side is when somebody comes in and they're looking to buy their first gun, nice. and that's that's what I, I like the best. I like to help people right. to, uh, to 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 choose something that's going to be suitable for them, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 you know, start them off on the right foot.
2: That's awesome. How big's your store? How many square feet?
4: About 2,500 square feet. I gotta
2: go. <laughs> I was hoping it'd be like 500 <laughs> and I wouldn't have to be tempted.
1: No, no, no. It's a great shop down on El Cajon
2: Boulevard. It's a super great shop. What's the address?
4: 3033 El Cajon Boulevard. Monday In through North, Friday? North Park, Monday through Friday, 10-06, Saturday,
2: 10-05. You're not open on Sunday? No, sir. That's right. You're here. That's right. All right, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM
1: 1170,
5: The Answer. All right,
2: folks, hey, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96, one AM 1170. The answer. Hey, have you ever wanted to get a pilot's license? Yes, I knew you would. Well, here in San Diego, pilots can fly almost every single day, which makes San Diego one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly with San Diego Flight Training International. Check out the deals just for gun owner radio listeners. One hour of ground school, one hour of flight with an instructor. Yeah, you do get to fly. It's normally $400, but for listeners, it's $350, $350. Getting started is easy. Just give them a call at 858-569-1822 or learn to fly with SDFTI. Call them, 858-569-1822.
1: So we talked about, we, we had, you and I had a long talk about watches. <laughs> We've talked about guns. What's something else uh, that you guys specialize in or what's something that's pr- fairly common or
4: uh, you know, what are some other areas that you, you dabble in at the at the shop? Musical instruments. We have a very large, a large selection of electric guitars, acoustic guitars. That's a that's a big item. Um, very that's... some really really nice stuff. I don't I don't play an instrument myself, but yeah. uh, if if I was to play, I I'd know where I'd shop.
1: What's what's something that you knew nothing about before you owned a pawn shop, and now you're like an expert?
4: <laughs> Well, I I don't consider myself an expert in anything. Um, I've learned through the school of hard knocks, uh, diamonds um, uh-huh. or something that uh, that that was a, a, a steep learning curve. Uh, my son is a graduate gemologist from GIA, so that's quite helpful. Congratulations. Um, everything else is is by uh, by learning. Um, I have some wonderful employees that uh, that are also like family that uh, do a lot of research and and have a thirst for knowledge, and that uh, that helps out quite a bit too. We have a we have a good pool of of knowledge between us that uh, that help us do our job. Yeah, you, you, I didn't even
1: think about musical instruments. I uh, uh, I've been getting the itch lately to buy a, a fiddle, you know. But I don't want to spend. You know what I mean? But I don't know if I'm gonna be interested in a fiddle. You know what I mean? But I've, I've thought God, I should
2: just. Why buy don't a you go one? rent one?
1: Well, why don't I go to. You know, check out the pawn shops for a few months and see if one comes through. I think that's probably a better plan. Absolutely,
4: know? we have them. You know, you got a uh, fiddle just, down there.
2: Just give him a fiddle. Well, don't He'll give, it, give back. it back in three days. <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's talk let's talk about this. I'm walking my, my in. My neighbors will force me to get yeah, it. I'm sure. So I, I'm I'm hurting for money. I gotta get. I I need some money. So I bring something to you. I don't care what it is. I bring something to you. You appraise it. Give me the money that you say you'll give it to me. You keep or then, then you
4: keep the product for how long? So, Dave, when somebody comes in to do a loan with us, we uh, we give them we we give them the money right away. It's it's a very quick process. Usually takes no more than about five minutes. Uh, we're just taking basic information. We scan an ID, mm-hmm. um, make sure that the person matches who's on the ID. There's right. no credit check involved. It's called a non recourse loan, so it's nothing that does not go against your credit. It's, uh, it's strictly basically, uh, because it's called non-recourse, basically your item is your collateral. So that's gotcha. the only, your item is strictly based on your collateral. It's not based on anything personal. So uh, we'll, uh, we will lend you your money. Uh, we give you up to four months to pick up your, your item. Uh, if you choose to pick your item up, you, you come back in and, and pay us and take your item with you. If, uh, if you, you're running short on cash, you don't want to lose your item, you could pay the charges that have accrued up to that point, and we'll roll the loan over and give you another four months, and we'll store your item for you. Wow, okay. Uh, kind of cool, right? Yeah, because you know,
2: I've always wondered. You know, cause, and by the way, Pawn Stars, my buddy of mine stopped. He had his ex-wife's jewelry. I don't know how he got it. <laughs> and you know how Pawn Stars makes it look like, oh, we'll just come over here. We'll have you right out the door. Dude, two and a half hours. Wow. Two and
4: a half hours to get money for jewelry that he had given him. But
2: you got to check it out. You got to make sure it's real.
4: Well, you know, if somebody brings in, you know, I mean, sometimes people bring in 40 or 50 pieces and if they all have diamonds in them, no, then that just is gold. very top. Just, just gold, to like bracelets and rings. And well, that, well, maybe they had to stop for commercial break, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying I'm sitting there going, dude,
2: on TV, we'd be out of here in 10 minutes, it's, yeah. Before the commercial, work. We've, been <laughs> here for, we've been here for an hour and a half almost two hours.
4: We have a small store, but I, uh, I have my own philosophy is I don't like I'm impatient, I don't like to wait, so I assume oh, my so customers don't it. either. Yeah. So I have enough employees in my store that people don't have to okay. wait. Well, definitely check out Ken's store. I really am like a going. big
1: fan, whether it's, it's you know, obviously, most of the people listening are going to be interested in your gun, your gun selection. But there's a whole lot of reasons to go down there. Well, I just went to the website and it's almost all, it's all guns. <laughs> Perfect.
4: Well, that's my favorite part of the store. I see <laughs>
1: favoritism. So one thing we got to talk about: um, county board of supervisors. There's five of them, and uh, his favorite um, Lawson Raymer uh, is uh, she's kind of the kind of the north coastal um, Tara Lawson Raymer, and uh, she man she's an extremist. I mean, she's way out in left field. And she wants to. I need people to show up on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, nine a.m. at the county board. We emailed it out, so check your inbox. If you're not on our email list, uh, please get remember. on it. Go to go to gunownersradio.com. Get on our email list. Um, Tara Lawson Raymer wants the county board to pass, a, you know, make a statement, pass a resolution in favor of this 28th amendment. Have you heard of this 28th mm-hmm. amendment? Yes. Essentially, what it what it what it's going to do is gut the Second Amendment. It you know it says, hey, w- w- you know we can we'll be able to ban magazines, we'll be able to ban assault weapons. But then there's like this uh, this uh, um, kind of this this hidden piece that they're not really talking about. Um, they're really just pointing to the assault weapon thing. I think they f- they feel that they have the public support on that. They're pointing at the magazine thing. They feel they have the public support on that. But then there's like this fifth little criteria. There's four four pieces of it. Then there's this fifth criteria that's kind of a catch-all, you know, like, or we can do whatever we want kind of, you know, thing. So,
3: well, and, and There's an article in the Times of San Diego that's actually speaking in, in regards to this and it has a quote from her. And it's I'd, I'd like to read it really briefly you if go. you don't mind. So it doesn't start with a quote. I'll let you know when her quote begins. But it, it speaks about the summit and says, At the conclusion, Lawson Raymer called for widespread support of Gavin Newsom's right to safety amendment, which would preserve the second amendment <laughs> and would and this is where the, the quotes began and would ensure the people's elected representatives can determine what gun safety laws are appropriate for their communities to enshrine fundamental broadly supported gun safety measures into law. And so they are, they're really marketing this hard as being something pro. Yeah, and so the truth I know. needs to
1: be, yeah. Yeah, they, well, because they're, they're so dishonest. The other side's so dishonest about it. We don't have to be dishonest. We actually just tell the truth about it. But we need people to show up, uh, again, Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. We need people to stand up and say, hey. The thing that, that really uh, baffles me is, you know, they came out. We talked about on on air a lot. We talked about this study that they did on to reduce gun violence in the county. And, uh, you know, the, the numbers that came out, you know, 70% are suicides. 30% are, you know, you know. Criminals killing other criminals really is what it amounts to, and they came up with it was like a dozen suggestions on what the county should do, and three quarters of those suggestions were were totally fine. You know, it was Mm -hmm. stuff like you know fund efforts, you know, you know that that will help people if they're uh, you know suicidal, you know.
3: Uh, like, a, like a call line, one was like a call, call center, line, yeah,
1: right? Call center, you know. Make sure that people have resources,
3: which already um,
1: exists. Um, it it exists, but fund it more. Let's, sure. you know. Obviously, you know, if if, if we, we don't, nobody wants anybody committing suicide. Uh, more programs to make sure kids don't wind up to be career criminals. More programs to help people get out of gangs. Great, mm-hmm. fantastic. You know. And then there was kind of like this one where it's like, ah, we, they want to spend money. They want to make sure that uh, gun locks are are provided free by the county. Okay, whatever, you know go ahead Have they ever
3: tried you to know. put a gun lock on? You mean know <laughs> people press the trigger attempting to put a lock on? Oh wow really. On a tr- yeah well, speaking of specifically of trigger trigger locks, yeah. Well, but you know
1: whatever, right. I don't I think by the way, they could they could offer that all day long. I think like three people might take them up. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a token, nothing. And then there were a bunch of anti-guns, not a bunch, but about a third of it was was fairly anti-gun. and it's been four, five, six months. Why hasn't she offered to pass, and it failed, which I'm very happy about, why hasn't she offered to pass the three-quarters of the things that there was a consensus on? You know, the, the, the suicide prevention stuff, the, the mm-hmm. crime prevention stuff. Why hasn't she just gone back and said, hey, let's just pass the three-quarters that we all agree on? Nope. Either it has the anti-gun stuff or she's not passing any of it. Right. And that I think that it's proof positive that, uh, you know, what a zealot she is. But we absolutely need you to come down and support us. We need you to uh, uh, RSVP if you can. Like I said, the emails went out last week about it. RSVP. Come on down, 9 a.m. Uh, Tuesday, and uh, basically say, "Hey, you know this." Where isn't— Where do they meet? This 28th isn't uh, 28th Amendment isn't the right thing to do. So, so the county building is on Pacific Coast Highway. It's that really big building in front of the Star of India. Okay, you and know, there's parking. There's plenty of parking, uh, there's public transportation. And where do you go, the bottom floor, top floor? You should, you, well, they'll, they'll be, it'll be marked. To, you go to the, the, their chambers. Um, so, uh, you know, basically you have to ask anybody, where, where do I go for the county board meeting? And uh. once you get into the building, uh, got to go through a metal detector. This is a government building, you know, just let everybody know. <laughs> so uh, prepare um, for that um but yeah that's all you gotta do and and just what you will i'll be there we'll walk you through it if it's your first time just come and say hey it's my first time are you allowed to talk that's what we need you to do we need you to make a statement i'll show you how to put in a little slip to make a statement um but Be, uh, be polite be of course be polite so anyway need you to do that wanted to get that out there before the end of the show and let everybody know so but ken thank you so much for coming on really appreciate you appreciate all your support Again, uh, you've been there from the very, very beginning. You've been uh, such a great supporter. Uh, you know, I didn't even, half the time I didn't even have to ask you for at, at gun prime. You're just like, yep, ready to go. Here's what I'm doing, you know, and, and it's been absolutely wonderful, and I'm so appreciative. And I really want you to know how much I, I truly tell people that you're one of the best gun shops in the town. You have to get, I think you seriously have the best selection uh, out, out of uh, uh, just about every gun shop. And you just do a wonderful job, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it.
4: Well, thank you, Michael. I really appreciate that, and I certainly appreciate everything you've done. Uh, you're you're our voice, so that that's much appreciated. And anybody out there listening to this right now, if you come see me at Royal Loan, tell me you heard me on Gun on Gunner Radio. I will I will do some special discounts for you. Nice, that's awesome. There do you, you go. Have any radios? Absolutely.
2: You have antique radios.
4: Yes. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Don't say, you can't say that on the air. Oh, shoot. <laughs> shoot. Shoot. Double shoot.
2: Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. <laughs> the
5: answer. <laughs>
1: Shooter ready, stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia, Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go.
2: Alright folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, the fight for the Second Amendment is also happening in Orange County and Inland Empire. Orange County gun owners and Inland Empire gun owners lead the fight on the city and county levels to defend and protect your self-defense rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising. getting local pro-gun candidates elected. Become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join. Or, if you're in Orange County, that's ocgunowners.com. Slash join and join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment right. That's IEGunOwners.com or OCGunOwners.com. Awesome. Winners,
1: prizes, and events. Uh First off, thank you to everybody that came to the gun show over the weekend. We had a fantastic time. Uh, I think it's wrapping up just about right now. I think it just yeah. six minutes ago, right? I believe so. Ran till five. Yeah, ran five. Mm-hmm. So uh thank you everybody that attended um you know again it was i think the potential is obvious absolutely i think the symposium made the show i think that the uh uh, the other side of the show is going to be even better moving forward we're looking at other venues um that will help with the growth of the show but uh, you know what we needed to do is prove that it was successful and could be successful and I think we did that, which is very, very awesome. So, the folks who attended, thank you so much. Um, obviously, there's you know, it's not what Delmar was yet, but it will be. Obviously, there's a lot of room for growth. Um, but I got to tell you, Rich Umel, uh the producer of Gun Owners Radio, put so much time and effort into this thing and made it something, made something out of nothing, which is, uh, you know, such a such a great thing to do, and such a unique talent, and uh, so appreciative. Um, so thank you, all the volunteers. Thank you everybody who saw the vision and said, Hey, we got to do this, and uh, you know, selflessly acted and and made made the show happen. This week's winner for the subscribe and win program that we have. To subscribe and win, all you gotta do is go to gunnersradio.com, subscribe to the email list, and you might win. This week's winner is Fritz Menke. Fritz Benke, that's M-E-N-K-E. I'm pretty sure that's how you say that. <laughs> all right, Fritz. To get your T-shirt or your hat, all you got to do is email your info to prizes at gunownersradio.com, and we'll get you a hat or a shirt. The new Gun Owners Radio hats are cool. Have you seen them? I
3: have not yet. It's no. got.
1: It's like. It's got like the logo, but it's like a um, it's like a I don't know what. The, it's like a faded logo. It's like all one color okay. logo, you know, on the front. And the hat he picked is really, really cool. Um, you know, the, the, the current ones are cool, too. It says Gunner's Radio on it. Mm-hmm. But I like the logo. I like the look of the new stuff.
3: I'm telling right. him. Let's take a look.
1: Yeah, he's going to bring them in. I think he's got one for your noggin.
3: Keep it warm and <laughs> shaded.
1: <laughs>
3: Could have used that yesterday.
1: Yeah, well, what were All you doing right. yesterday?
3: Uh, yesterday up at the uh, the Sheriff's Range up, uh, up near Camp Bailey, there was a, a pistol competition with the... Uh, the, uh, oh gosh, it's the Sheriff, the Deputy Sheriff's yeah. Honorary. Honor a- yeah. HDSA. Yes. And so we did it. It was a fundraising competition and mm-hmm. it was a pretty fantastic time. So
1: wow. So up
3: there with a number of city county uh, gun owner members. Yeah. We're all on our squad. So, we, we rocked it pretty well.
1: Did you? Yeah. So it was a competition? It was a competition. Yeah. You, do you, who won? Do you know who won?
3: Uh, they did not announce an overall winner. They announced uh, both novice and expert uh, first and second place winners of every stage.
1: you remember some names? No, no yeah, just mine. Know. Did you win?
3: <laughs> I did really well, yeah. Congratulations. Got a couple challenge points, yeah.
1: Congratulations. What were, you, what were you running? I was just running
3: a Glock 17. Just? Just a Glock 17. Just a Glock 17. However, I learned, well, I was reminded. Uh, you know, I, I once upon a time, I had put an extended mag release on, which mm-hmm. sounded like a really good idea in the moment. Yeah. Not. I, I'm not a fan. The way that I grip it, I'm going to take it off or file it down.
1: Extended mag release? Yes. Yeah, I have I have two Glocks. I have a 30 and a 19.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what. Uh, I don't know if I've ever thought about. I don't know if I've ever had a problem with a mag release.
3: I never had a problem with it either. However, just because I instruct and teach, I yeah. put it on there as a demo to show. Yeah. Because sometimes people do need it or want it, and so I put it on just so I would have it on one of my guns. It yeah. was a bad one to put it on. It's not. It wasn't a good fit for me so you're to actually take it off. It. I'm going to take it off.
2: He's at the west.
3: Or I'm going to file it down. But yeah.
1: Okay. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, that's awesome. We had, uh, I went and did sporting clays with the 10 ring members today. How'd that go? I think it went well. I shot horribly. I had to borrow, <laughs> um,
3: we all have off days.
1: Yeah. It was fun, though. It was a really fun crowd. Um, uh, and we, I don't know, I don't know why, but we just, we like flew through it. Like, usually it takes uh, a few hours, but, uh we were in and out of there pretty quick. I, and I, you know it's just I think, you know, time flies when you're having fun too. Absolutely. But Dustin Trotter, the uh councilman from CNT was there. And uh, you know, I don't really have a shotgun for sporting clays anymore. Uh it was my I had my dad's uh Winchester twelve hundred. Okay. Which I which I loved. <laughs> right. It was great. Right. Um uh and uh but I it's it's my nephew's now. I wanted I wanted I wanted uh you know, I wanted him to I wanted grandpa to ha- I wanted him to have grandpa's gun while grandpa's,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
1: here and around. Absolutely. So uh anyway, so I don't have, I don't really have a suitable uh shotgun for that anymore and I don't know what I want to get.
3: So many options. I know. So many, <laughs> so many, options. many
1: options. I'm start, I'm at the point where I'm ruling things out.
3: So what have you where are you at so far? What have you ruled I've,
1: out? I've I've ruled out semi auto. Okay. I don't want a semi-auto shotgun. I don't have anything against them. It's just I don't want a semi-auto. My Winchester 1200 was a pump, Mm -hmm. which I like. I preferred. Um, I've ruled out an over-under. Okay. So what I'm leaning towards is either a pump or a side-by-side.
3: Okay. I think a side-by-side
1: would be kind of (laughs) cool.
3: Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Just get one with the dual-trigger
1: the should dual trigger see this the <laughs> other thing is the only i I don't think I like the dual trigger i think i want i want a, i want the single trigger
3: i i don't disagree with you, yeah however, if you're gonna go big go big
1: so what which which is what's big two triggers i two, why not I think I just want the one trigger I think I want the best <laughs> of all worlds. But I thought it'd be I'm looking around. Everybody has a semi auto. Everyone has an over under. And I've again nothing against them. The
3: side by sides are definitely not around as much.
1: I gotta be different. I just wanna be a little that's different. True. And I, I don't need a I don't need a multi use shotgun. I have I have other shotguns that fill, you know, every need that a shotgun except, you know, sporting clays. So I just want something specific for, for sporting clays. So like, there a, you go. like a like a twenty eight inch barrel on a side by side with a single trigger. I think that's what I want. Someone called it uh I told somebody, I was like, Yeah, I think I'm going s i am going I think I'm going side by side. And he goes, Yeah, nobody out here runs train tracks. And I thought it kind of <laughs> does look like train tracks. It does.
3: So what what was your score?
1: <laughs> I don't want I don't want to disclose really? that.
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> I actually don't remember. It was in the twenties. Nothing okay. impressed. Twenty out of like it's like twenties out of fifty. We did we just did fifty.
3: Okay.
1: Um who won? It was uh it will. Guy with us uh, will won. He he uh, he was he had a good day. He was shooting a twenty gauge oh. over under, and he did a really good job. And his dad Bronson uh, was shot a. Uh, he did a, a, a. He had a semi auto and he did really really well. But I bar- I was borrowing a Mossberg pump, and uh, I had an okay back half, you know, as far as scoring, mm-hmm. but the first half was atrocious. It it really 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 didn't quite. Fit me, you know, and, and I, thats important. That, yeah. that
3: fit, that fit will make a difference.
1: The first few, you know, that's my excuse. You always got to have an excuse,
3: so, right? But. It's always gonna be the gun.
1: And then yesterday, we had an awesome day at Discount Gun Mart. An awesome morning at Discount Gun Mart when we had our our shooting social, which right. really, 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 I heard really heard it went really, great, really went well. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, um, let me let me see. Uh, gun shops want to thank Discount Gun Mart, the Gun Range San Diego, and Poway Weapons and Gear for the gun show. You guys did awesome. Really want to thank sponsors uh, Toon Win from 2C, uh, Gunsite Academy, Firearms Legal Protection, thanks for the coffee, 511 Tactical, Outdoor Women, Seal One, Recoil Magazine, Active Self Protection, Red, White, and Badass Brew for the coffee, Leo Hamill Jewelers, Core Essentials, Joe Wall Jewelry, Pacific Island Crave, which is where I got the the food from, that was super good, um, Hasai Grill, Flamingo's Ice Cream, uh, you guys did a fantastic job. Thank you. Thank you so much. We look forward to having future gun shows. We look forward to growing it and making it even better, Dave.
2: All right. Let's make that happen. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. Hey folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker that's bigger and stronger? Nope. No. You're not a woman. Be quiet over there. That's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women, led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit, and guess what—it's free. To sign up, go to notme.sd.org.
1: I think. See, I think this muzak. I think they're copying. I think it's Radar Love. That's my yeah. guess, right? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't it sound like it. It could yep. be. It's my new hobby is to try to guess what the muzak is copying, right, for I mean. the uh, non-copywritten. Is that Radar Love? Well, he—he—it's—it's well, he, it's not. We're not going to be able to know what they're
2: random. There. No, 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 no. It's not copyright. I promise. Yeah. It sounds like radar love, but. That's what I just said. <laughs> I know, I know. I just. Never but, mind. but we're not going to be able to determine. <laughs> I what just we're agreed. About. It, just it, agreed. Literally, you can use Shazam in and you can be like, oh, okay, yeah, it's not copyrighted stuff. It'll be fine.
5: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's not what we're. That's not right. Anyway. Hey. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we're here with Alan Chandler from uh-huh. Lone Star. Firearm defense. Firearm defense. How are you? Get I'm, right up I'm, on the mic. Get I'm right well. up on the mic. I'm
6: right up on the mic, and I'm feeling a lot better. How are you doing?
1: Fantastic, <laughs> man. You just yeah. flew in, and boy, are your arms tired, right? Yep. Ah. Yeah, every day. <laughs> that joke never gets old. I love
6: it. Uh, but yeah, we just came in from uh, Philadelphia. So uh, we had a lot of folks uh, do classes this weekend in Philadelphia, a couple of gun ranges, and uh, everybody up there is finally embracing the full scope of their Second Amendment rights.
1: That's awesome. We thanks. hope that happens here. Yeah, thanks to the Supreme Court.
6: Yep twenty twenty two.
1: talk about what does Lone Star Firearm Defense do? What do you guys do?
6: Uh, We've got two missions. The first is to educate folks on what their firearm rights are, what their constitutional rights are, what the Second Amendment rights are, so that people know that they have a lawful right to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's our fundamental. The second is if you can't afford an attorney, we can get you one uh, for under $10 in your state. And they're all good. They're competent, they're qualified, uh, and they are firearm-experienced attorneys. I was going to say,
2: they're firearms attorneys. Correct. Yeah. And, and
6: they're criminal defense attorneys predominantly, uh, the folks that can get you out of trouble if you use a firearm to lawfully defend yourself because you're going to get arrested. Absolutely. Might as well have a really good attorney get you out and then... Uh, defend you properly. You have to join
2: a, an organization to get this benefit?
6: You do. Um, you have to join us. Uh, Lone Star Firearm Defense is uh, the organization, and we're in 19 states right now. All Based right. in Dallas? Based in Dallas. Yep, headquartered That's, in Dallas. Yeah, I guess. See, you saw that. Lone Star. I Lone guess. Star. Yeah, people are like, Lone Star? Where's that from? I'm like, hmm, uh, guess. Has to be <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> Puerto always...
1: Rico, right? Puerto Rico, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have yeah. a star <laughs> on their flag. Well,
6: Minnesota's the North Stars, but uh, <laughs> no. That's true, true. I don't have that. <laughs> so you've been busy? Um, very busy. Uh, since 2022 – Uh, since the Bruin case came out. Mm -hmm. Um, Things have changed across the whole. The landscape in the country has changed on the Second Amendment. Uh, Pennsylvania has uh, opened up, uh, but the big openings are in Maryland, Delaware, even New Jersey. We have ranges now in New Jersey, uh, letting people know they have the right to constitutionally carry. How cool is that? It's really cool. Uh, What do you
2: think of California? Because they're not giving up.
6: They are not giving up. California doesn't give up on a lot of things. Which is anything. Well, well, it's a good thing about California that they hold on to certain things, but it's a bad thing about California when they hold on to taking people's rights to right. defend themselves away right. from the people who are lawfully right. going to have to use them. They do
2: everything humanly possible. I mean, brewing anything like that, they have to go back into the room and they say, okay, well, now we have to attack. We have to attack. We have to attack.
6: Well, we've been saying, uh, I first met Michael back in 2015, came out here and we were Trying to support, uh, uh, San Diego County Gun Owners Association. Mm-hmm. One of the things we first talked about is there's no such thing as an assault weapon. That's right. I mean, literally, there's no such thing as an assault weapon, and to create an assault weapon is is pure uh, magic. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we're going to call something an assault weapon uh, today. It's got a fin on it, or we added a pistol grip, or what? And now it's an assault weapon, <laughs> and so that makes no sense. Um, well, the, I,
1: do, I think that's a, that's one of the things that came up in the interviews. Is is I really led with is. What what we mean by that, you know, if you're kind of wondering, well, what do, you, what do you mean? There's no such thing as an assault weapon. We've heard that term, whatever. They picked that that term wasn't an industry term, correct? But, you know, like Dave, you're 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 the car guy.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: If I said sedan or if I said pickup truck, mm-hmm. you know, you generally you could picture it in your head. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, a pickup truck it has a bed, has right. you know. The assault weapon isn't an industry term that way. But there's, what is an assault? weapon. So what they did is they picked this term and just gave it a definition.
6: They took a term that seems exciting to people. It catches mm-hmm. you. It's a, it's a wow, that got my interest. Weapon. Now what does that mean, assault? Wow, we got a pepper weapon coming. No, but it's an assault weapon. <laughs> and then we're going to define it. How do we define it? Uh, we don't know yet. Oh, I know something that's really scary. Mm-hmm. And what they did is they picked the most common self-defense weapon that Americans use. They picked the AR-15, the most common and historically since 1959, really, mm-hmm. um weapon that has been used for self defense. It's the number one, it's like the Ford F 150 is the, and number it was one in that truck. opinion, it's the number one truck. The AR 15 is the number one platform for defending yourself, self defense. That and a pistol, you know, a uh, semi automatic firearm. And they're going after both those. They've literally said, we want to make sure that people cannot defend themselves in California. And they said it in a twisted way, and they said it in a, uh, publicly embraced way, actually, originally, by calling it an assault weapon. These are assault weapons. Oh, well, who doesn't want to get rid of assault weapons?
2: And they do it with a straight face.
6: Yeah, well, who doesn't want to protect, you want to protect a school? Well, we got to take that weapon. That's right. So That's not how you protect a school. And routinely pass, and we say this till we're blue in the face, but you pass a law, the law's ignored. And then we pass more laws because the laws are ignored. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they ignored the law and they shot people. Oh, my God, what do we do? Well, let's pass more laws. That will cure that problem. Absolutely. What do we do next? Well, let's pass more laws. So um, the laws are not what's – who follows them? I mean, the only people following the laws are the people who are law-abiding citizen citizens. And when I give these classes when I go across the country – and I do them from California to Texas. I'm licensed in both California and Texas. I give classes in Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland. Which Minnesota. ones aren't you licensed in? Um, I'm not I'm licensed currently in California and Texas. Okay. Well, two too diametrically opposed, but I give classes in all these and I bring other attorneys in from gotcha. those local areas just Are to make sure good. I am yeah, at he, law.
1: So he's talking about he's a licensed
6: attorney in those two states, but Correct. Lone Start We're in nineteen states. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, but we cover everybody in fifty. We even we even unlike other people cover you in New Jersey and mm-hmm. New York mm-hmm. and Hawaii. <laughs> so I um, haven't had anybody really call us in Hawaii yet, but I do have about five attorneys that are, are very go. good. Yes, they we're are ready to go. So um, yeah. So,
1: it, so as an attorney, so then those were the big. When we started, the, uh-huh. the big ones were, of course, the assault weapons ban because they banned, uh-huh. like you said, the most common. You know, it's a, they basically banned semi-automatic rifles, the most common. Uh, you know uh, types of rifles uh, carry permits, yeah, mags, you know yep. mag bands. Those are those are like the big three things that that people were talking about back when we started. Uh, and we put our money where our mouth is. You know we're plaintiffs in in lawsuits. We're getting people elected. We're doing all kinds of different things. And we just had a fairly major victory, a, 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 a huge a, victory, a, a, a second victory mm-hmm. um, in the Miller case. Miller case. We're plaintiffs. Jim Miller is a school. I love the fact that Jim Miller's a school
5: board
6: Absolutely.
1: member, and you know, getting rid of an assault weapons ban because right. he, he's concerned about the the safety of, of of the kids. You know, as everybody should be, as everyone should be, right? Um, so this is the second time Judge Benitez has said yes. This thing's unconstitutional. Correct. So did you review his? Uh, what did you think of his? Did you read his uh, opinion?
6: All seventy nine pages. Did uh, you? Yeah, I, I think it's a great opinion. It's a common sense look at. Uh, Not only history uh, that was punctuated by Bruin, but also um, he brings in common metaphorical cases to explain. You know, the woman who can't defend herself from seven guys that break in or, you know, you're in your home and someone breaks in and you have to call the police. Well, how long is it going to take before they get there? Mm -hmm. If you don't have a firearm to protect yourself, you're literally at the mercy of the people entering your home. And um, that's just wrong. So in almost every other state, and I think there are 26 now that are constitutional carry, you can have a firearm in your home and you don't need a permit or anything else to go with it. As long as you're a lawful gun owner, you have the right to carry that and protect yourself. And that's what we like to get to here in California because, as we discussed off camera, I mean, the only people that are following these laws are law-abiding citizens. And the people that I give these classes to are shocked that um, they can't, in, in certain states, they're shocked that they can't carry a firearm to protect themselves. It makes no sense. Here in California, if you have a firearm and you're transporting it, right, mm-hmm. you've got to take it apart, <laughs> you got to put it in your trunk, mm-hmm. you got to lock it in a case, the ammo has to be separate, and then um, when someone attacks you, you have to say, well, hold on a second, I need about three, maybe two and a half, three minutes to reassemble my handgun, get it out of the trunk, and then maybe I'll be able to defend myself. Right. And that is literally ridiculous. And it
2: makes no common
5: sense.
6: Well, a, a good example is... Uh, I'm a 20-year Army veteran. I retired as a lieutenant colonel. I traveled to 50 countries. I was deployed to nine. Everywhere I went, the Army gave me a firearm and said, we trust you to protect yourself and those you went with mm-hmm. with this firearm, mm-hmm. deadly force. I went to Texas, and I was a, a district assistant district attorney in Dallas, okay, and I prosecuted people. I upheld the law in Texas. Texas says, yes, Mr. Chandler, you can have a firearm, and we trust that as a lawful citizen, you can carry and do that. I come to California, and I am treated horribly if I want to bring a firearm. Mm-hmm. I'm told, here's the kind of firearms we think you should have, mm-hmm. okay? Not the ones that you own currently, but you can get uh, what they use for the Olympics. That'll mm-hmm. be good. Uh, you know, use a 22 mm-hmm. that an Olympic marksman uses, okay? That's the kind of weapon you can defend yourself with, but I can't carry that by myself. No, no, no i'm from out of state you got to be in state you got to register for it and until last year it was a two-part test to get your concealed carry permit mm-hmm. you had to be not only a good person but you had to convince the sheriff that you were a really good really person good person. with a really good cause you know like oh i was attacked before or you know enemies coming over the walls i mean that kind of thing and that just didn't happen so thank you actually michael and everybody else who got rid of the with Brune got rid of that second you know Inhibitor basically, it's an uphill
1: battle, man. I'm telling you, Bruin got rid of that. I don't miss reviewing good cause statements in any Mm -hmm. way, I don't miss that at all. Absolutely, I would get I don't know, I don't want to exaggerate at least like a dozen a week, Mm -hmm. you know, emails saying, Hey, here's my good cause. What do you think?
2: What do you think? What do you think?
1: Well, in
6: 2022, I came to California once a month to go to the sheriff of Riverside County. Uh, Chad Bianco's range. Mm -hmm. And he would take between 25 and 35 women every month and teach them about firearms. You know, they get to fire a 22. They had instructors. I'd provide legal stuff, uh, you know, to let them know when and where and Mm -hmm. what the law in California is. And we would do that once a month. And in three years, now I've only been there for a year of it, but in three years, that wonderful human, that sheriff out there, took from 2,500 concealed carry permit holders... His county to twenty seven thousand five hundred amazing okay mm-hmm. and at the end of every class Chad would get up and he would say something that I thought was awesome he would say ladies I want you to continue to pursue getting your concealed carry permit I want you to do that because I care about you okay and you need to do that. I can't be there all the time for you. You got to get be be safe till we get there. That's Sh-
1: amazing. Sheriff Bianco is the absolute best elected official. I, my favorite by far. So let's. I want to get back when we get to the uh, our next segment. Let's talk more about the Miller case. I'm curious about your some of your takeaways. All
6: right, Thank cool.
2: You. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. This is Gut Owners Radio, FM 1170. The answer. Hey, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM
1: 1170. The
2: answer. Hey, a lot of companies waste an enormous amount of money on marketing. The design is excellent, the photos are beautiful, and your website looks great. But it's just not getting customers. Why? Because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that will make it easy for your customers to understand what you do and how to buy from you. So stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is super easy. Just visit sagetree.com. Click on the schedule an appointment button at sagetree.com and click on the schedule a call button.
1: All right, so we're talking to Alan Chandler from Lone Star uh, Firearm Fire Defense. I should know he's Lone Star, I'm sorry. Yeah, Lone
6: Star's fine. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's okay, good. good. So so, everybody wants to defend firearms, so why not, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Especially Trying in California. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. And we were talking about uh, the Miller decision by yep. Benitez, 79 pages, yep. and what an excellent decision it was. So what, what stood out? Talk about some things that stood out, some takeaways you have.
6: Well, the takeaway is setting it up. You know, why do we have to have this kind of thing? And the reason we had to have this kind of law, uh, basically, this case come out is because a misinterpretation of, of what the Second Amendment is, what was going on in California for many, many years. You know, we had uh, school shootings. We had church shootings. Um, we've had 12 major church shootings since 1999. We've had elementary schools. We've had all different things on soft targets. Mm-hmm. And um, in the 90s, people were saying, you know, let's, let's create places where we don't have to worry about anyone. So we'll just remove the right to defend yourself from that area. But at the same time, they didn't protect them. So when you're looking at the Miller decision, you're looking at uh, a period of time where, um, before Miller, I should say, where people were saying, hey, in order for the greater good, we're going to try to take firearms away from all legally authorized firearm owners. Because we can't take them away from criminals. There's just way too many here in California. Right. So we're just going to try to start with removing weapons with the people we can remove them from. And they missed the boat. And Miller brings it out very clearly. They bring it out with examples. They talk about Uvalde, Sandy Hook, Parkland. They talk about the Pulse nightclub and all these other tragic shootings. And they're saying, hey, we want to do something about that. But what they forgot by taking the firearm away from a lawful gun owner was you had people like a woman who was pregnant and a mother of her family and two armed hoodlums broke into her home. And they were masked intruders and going to do harm to her and her kids and could have very easily killed him. They came in with firearms. She used a firearm to defend herself. If she hadn't had that here in California, she would have died, likely, robbed, whatever else. She wouldn't have been able to defend her family. And the case in it, Miller goes through over and over, a disabled 61-year-old man living on a 20-acre property in Florida, who's he's disabled and he uses an AR to defend himself from seven people breaking in. By the time the police arrived, one attacker was laying wounded outside, another dying and so on. But they came in to kill him. They came in to rob him and to take care of a disabled veteran. You can't, we're try, We're losing, we're watching the trees and avoiding the forest. And, uh, and that's really a crazy way to, to say that you can defend yourself. So what they're saying is, we're going to take weapons away from all of you who can have them legally and we're going to um, protect ourselves with taxpayer money. And you should be good with that. And so Miller points out pretty succinctly that the main right you have as a citizen, as a human being, is the right to self-defense. In fact, they quote Blackstone by saying, the right to self-defense is first law of nature. Because if you can't defend yourself, and we're extrapolating here, but if you can't defend yourself, you can't defend anyone else. You have no rights. It's worse than being bullied in school. You know, you remember the big kid who would come in and push everybody around? It's like you had teachers that would take care of that. Mike was probably one of those big guys, but you had— I bullied the bullies. There you go. <laughs> but you have, you have somebody using the—and you can't protect yourself. You have no rights. Your things are taken from you. That's, that's when you're weak and helpless, and we don't tolerate that. And so that was the Second Amendment. It was created to, pr- to say you can protect yourself, your friends, your family, your community, and your state— in California says, we don't want you to defend our state. We're going to take that away from you. Yet, we're going to cut the number of law enforcement individuals. We're going to import. In the last 11 months, 2.4 million people have come across the border, and we don't know who those people are.
3: And those are just the, ones, the numbers we know about.
6: Correct. I was just given this class in Louisiana, and that's more than 40% of the population of Louisiana came across the border in the last 11 months. And when you talk about states like Mississippi, that's 65% of the state of Mississippi. So you're bringing an entire state of people in. And where are they going? They're going predominantly to warm places. You don't see a, you see a lot of them going to Minnesota, but not that many because, let's see, what do they have in Minnesota? Oh, yeah, they have winter.
2: Yeah, well, they haven't experienced winter yet. <laughs> right.
6: Well, and New York has got issues too. And I'm really upset with New York, and I'm taking a side note here, a little bit off Miller, but New York took a whole hotel full of veterans, wheelchaired veterans, them and out. threw them out and put homeless people in. And gave them cell phones right. and money and all sorts of stuff that, let me think, oh, yeah, the veterans didn't get. Mm-hmm. So you served your country, and you served your country, didn't you? Yep. Absolutely. I did mine for 20 years, one month, and six days. Right. I know I could be more specific. but yeah, I know. I did mine
2: three, three years, 10 yeah. days, and well, hours.
6: During Vietnam, though, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I deployed to nine countries, and I can tell you that mm-hmm. if you do that, you should have rights, and we do. And California seeks to take them away, That's right. and this case seems to reimburse those rights. Like, you had them all along. It was a fake that he gave you mm. by trying to take him away. Did Does that make read, sense?
1: It makes perfect sense. Did you read the first decision he did a couple of years ago? Uh,
6: I did a couple of years ago. Did, did any, it's, very, it's very similar, but this mm-hmm. one's punctuated by Bruin. Okay? And um, what's happened in the Supreme Court from, from 1939 to 2008, there really weren't many changes in the Supreme Court. Miller came out in 1939, and it was a jumbled mess. The other Miller. The there other, there was another yep. case mm-hmm. called There was the a 1939 case. Miller case. Right. And it, it, it was when they established the National Firearms Act back in 34 and 35. And the National Firearms Act was created because the president at that time, FDR, was down in Florida with the mayor of Milwaukee and the governor of Florida. And someone made an attempt on one of those guys' lives. And during that period of time, combined with – what's that thing that happened on uh, Valentine's Day no. in Chicago? I think it's a know. massacre. Right. They decided that they were going to outlaw – Thompson submachine guns. And so that case came out because they handpicked two criminals that went across state lines with shotguns and, and committed a murder and a robbery. Mm-hmm. And so they took that case up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court did not want to write Miller. They were like, Second Amendment's inviolate, we don't want to touch it, and they were threatened by the president. We're gonna take it from nine to 16 uh, members on the Supreme Court, and they're like, oh, well, hold on a sec, let's review that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they made some decisions that were a little bit an error in my view, Yeah. Although when you look at this case, Rob Bonta, uh, Miller versus Bonta, and when you're looking at the Miller case here, 2023, they're looking back at Miller and saying, well, you know, it wasn't as bad as we thought it was, and there's some things that are key in Miller that we'd like to, you know, we're breathing new life into, uh, like you have the right to defend yourself with mm-hmm. the Second Amendment, and it doesn't have to be uh, solely military-grade weapons.
1: Well, you know what's interesting about the the Miller case from 1939. And, and compared to modern day, is that case also resulted in the ability to uh, uh, ban short barrel shotguns. Correct. And the reason is, the reason they gave is they said, look, uh, we can ban short-barreled shotguns and it's not in violation of the Second Amendment because short-barreled shotguns don't have a military use. I know. And now it's the total opposite, you know, where they're like, wait a minute,
6: this is just for the military, therefore it's not protected by the Second Amendment. Well, two of the Supreme Court justices in 1939 actually served in World War II and used short-barreled shotguns.
1: <laughs> for, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm
6: telling you. I mean, there are two World, weapons- World War I, that, they've served in. World War I, yeah, yes. For yeah, yeah. uh, the,
1: the trenches, yeah.
6: What's really interesting to me, too, is um, uh, the Thompson submachine gun that we initially came up with the NFA ban for- right. Um, that started this whole process of of chipping away at the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. And that was created to serve our soldiers in World War I, okay? We're going to give them a great weapon. It's a Thompson submachine, a rotary, the whole nine yards. It's going to be a great piece of kit. We made like 19 million of those suckers. And then the war ended. (laughs) We only had a year of the war. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, what do we do with those things? Well, it's America. So let's capitalize on that. Let's market this. How are we going to market those things? I know. So they sold them as varmint-killing weapons to people on farms. Hmm. getting rid of your rats and your rodents using a Thompson submachine gun. Oh, heck yeah. And that's why when you go today and you find these vintage Thompson submachine guns, you find them in old barns in the middle of nowhere on (laughs) farms. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, look at that. So, yeah, they missed the boat back then.
1: Uh, John uh, Dillon, attorney extraordinaire. Phenomenal guy. He's a great guy. He he, uh, pointed out yesterday at the symposium, um, you know, Gavin Newsom put out a tweet criticizing Judge Benitez, which was, uh, Personal. It really was. Yep. I mean, it was. No. It was it's ridiculous. Uh, I think he could probably sue based on you know some of the accusations he made. But one of the things he said is, uh, well, I'll read most of it today. A right-wing NRA puppet, Judge Roger Benitez, tried wow. to strip away California's three-decade-old assault weapon ban, comparing an assault weapon rifle. Or, I'm sorry, an assault rifle to a knife. There's a section in there where he talks about uh, boy- sentence. Knives. first sentence. Mm-hmm. First sentence. Yeah. Yep. And now here's here's what John pointed out that was extremely interesting. Uh, so you know they went back and said, look, everybody, uh, the Bruin decision happened, so you got to look at text, history, and tradition. Yep. Show us text and history. I'm sorry. Show us history of where some kind of ban happened, and it was actually uh, Newsom's attorneys who brought up Bowie knives. And so uh, he, and so that's what Benitez was. That's why mm-hmm. uh, you know he included Bowie knives in this because he was basically saying, "Hey, look, you, know, you guys got that part wrong." So the so the the fact that the governor was criticizing the fact that they were comparing Bowie knives to you know, he, that's
6: his, Those are his own attorneys. <laughs> Correct.
1: Completely you know, oblivious, has no idea what's going on, doesn't understand. No, you he, know?
6: he does, and he's pushing an agenda. Yes, he does. There's no question he, he cannot not, if he's looked at this in any way, shape, or form for more than five minutes, he has to realize that what he's been doing and the rest of everybody here in California for 30 years is depriving people of their rights. While this guy struts around our state with a big smile, having a nice day, and he is surrounded by people who protect him every day. He doesn't, and we pay for that, and he hasn't got a care in the world. I've got tons of people protecting me. And so I think it's punctuated by uh, the judge in this particular case because it's the first sentence. He says, like Bowie knife, which was commonly, commonly carried by citizens and soldiers in the 1880, assault weapons are dangerous. And he uses assault weapons in quotations because really that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. uh, but useful, right? And so what's the purpose of these weapons that are being banned? Well, they're for self-defense. And that's what the irony here is, to your point.
5: Yeah. Well,
1: when we uh, we're about to go to a break, when we come back, you did a really good job. Uh, you were on a couple of years ago, and you talked about uh, it was the uh, the case. Uh, where, remember the case where the the, the uh, prosecutor pointed a firearm at the jury? Yes, and no one, everyone's like, God, that's, that's lunacy. Why would he do that? In Wisconsin, you, yes, yeah, you mm-hmm. were the only one who uh, pointed out a very reasonable reason why he did that, what he was trying to pull off. My question is, and what we'll answer when we come back. You know they're delaying the inevitable. I think it's pretty clear they're delaying the inevitable. Uh, the Ninth Circuit or California, they're appealing and whatever. It's clear they're clearly going to use uh, lose. Is there a strategy like, it, it, or is there any kind of end game or something they're trying to get to, or are they just lost? But when we get back,
2: yeah, when we right. get back, we got to go to take a break gun owners radio FM 96 1 a.m. 1170. The answer. my goodness, where the show is always better off air than on. Uh, this is Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, thank you again to everybody that showed up a, to the San Diego Gun Show and the Gun Owners Symposium. You really missed out. But it's coming back. Don't worry. Your presence helped make the event a success and show uh, anti-gun politicians like Todd Gloria, Rob Bonta, and Gavin Newsom that the Second Amendment community is strong and growing in California. Our teams are processing the entire entries. And tune in next week when we announce the winners of the custom Glock 17 from 2C.US, three-day pistol class from Gunsight Academy, annual family membership from Firearms Legal Protection, and a Vulcan waterproof rifle case, plus 5.11 Rush 2.0 backpack. Thanks again for everybody. that support of the event. Spread the word. And be ready for the next one.
1: All right. Before we go to Sam the Gunman and ask the question, uh, we're here with Alan Chandler from Lone Star Firearm Defense. And people have the opportunity to meet you in person and hear a seminar on November 1st. That's correct. We're up. Give, give me like a 20 seconds on what the seminar is.
6: The seminar is in what happens to you have to use a firearm to defend yourself lawfully. And you're an attorney? You know, I am, you, attorney at law, <laughs> like kind of like plumber at pipes. Uh, yeah, so I get up and I explain what happens from uh, – we usually use a scenario that it's 10 o'clock on a Friday night and you've just shot someone in legal self-defense. What happens? What do what you happens, do? Where does yeah. it go? Where so, so, are you going to do this
1: at? Look, well, uh, we're, so we're, we're going to get all that information out. Uh, uh, check out the – get on our email list in order to – uh, RSVP to that. Uh, it's free. It's going it to be is. a free event. Um, we, we have we're...
6: a we have one tomorrow. Actually, I'm going to be up in Orange County at uh, and I'm going to put that on the website so you can look at my Facebook or you can look at Lone Star mm-hmm. Farm Defense fa- uh, Facebook and you can find out where that is. But it's going to be tomorrow night at six o'clock up in Orange County, and I'll put that out later.
1: Fantastic. Um, okay, so before we get Sam on the phone to ask him the the, the question, uh, we asked I asked you before we we we, we went uh, to break. The Miller case, they they're, seem to be delaying the inevitable. You know, they're obviously going to, to lose. Uh, we are obviously going to get this thing taken care of and, and reverse the assault weapons ban. Do you see any kind do they have a, is there a strategy to, to what they're trying to do, or do you think they're just grasping at straws?
6: Okay, well, anything that's a crystal ball is kind of just like that. You know, here we are at the fair with the crystal ball. Um, it depends how much more we can destroy our country. You know, if Gavin Newsom becomes president of the United States, uh, then maybe we'll put more people on the Supreme Court. Maybe we'll rearrange all these rules. Maybe we'll take away more rights and liberties. I, I don't see that happening, but that's a that's a possible strategy. People have been theorizing all sorts of good things. What happens if Biden stays in? What if we go to World War III? I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. We just can't account for So on a localized level, mm-hmm. you know, what's the strategy here in California? It's to hold. Californians are... I sit and talk to folks when I come out here, and I'm surprised that they don't uh, talk more about, or at least know more about what's going on. It's like social media doesn't exist here in California. The people that I talk to at restaurants and so on don't know what's going on outside of California. So I'm wondering if the local news is not letting them know. I mean, it's bizarre. Uh, Because I go to other places, Pennsylvania or Minnesota or Texas or you name it, and they're all talking about these issues. They're talking about constitutional carry. They're talking about um, how we're, you know, 2 million people came across the border in the last 11 months. They're talking about border security. They're talking about the amount of crime. We see on the news every night San Francisco— is being bombarded by criminals. People are pulling all this stuff out of stores. They're closing stores. Target shut down nine stores nationwide. You know, Seattle, all these places. It's so amazing. it's
1: crazy. You know, the San Francisco mayor actually was just here locally giving a talk about how successful her city was. I, I absolutely couldn't believe it. How could she possibly be spinning that?
6: Well, it's uh, how you define success,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. OK, okay so here's what we're going to do. Excellent job. Thank you so much, Alan. Again, we're going to have a seminar. Alan's going to head it up uh, and and tell you what to do after the fight. Uh, what to do uh, if you are in a defensive gun use situation. It's going to be on November 1st. You're going to want to get on our email list. We've sent out an RSVP once, so check your old emails. Um, but uh, to come to the uh, seminar, it's free. It'll be right here in town. Okay, let's move on to Sam the Gunman. Everybody's favorite segment, Stump My Nephew. Sam, are you there? Yeah. Hey, how are you guys? Good, man. How are you? Uh, I can't complain. All right, good. Well, I don't want to hear it anyway. How about that, buddy? Jeez. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, so we found out years ago that Sam, my nephew, is extremely good on uh, gun trivia. So if you send us a, um, a a trivia question, we use it on the air. We'll give you a hat or shirt, and if you stump my nephew, we'll give you a super special prize. So today, Alan Chandler, attorney extraordinaire, is going to
6: uh, ask the question. So go for it. The question for today is. Up on the, the question microphone. for today, closer to the mic, so you can hear me. There we go, as opposed to mumbling. What was the first, quote, dangerous and unusual, unquote, firearm that was restricted in 1868? That's from Steve in Santee.
0: Oh, man, that's a tough one. Steve (laughs) from Santee, thanks for writing in. What was the first dangerous and unusual firearm restricted in 1868? Exactly.
6: To help you out, the Miller case discusses uh, dangerous and unusual as opposed to dangerous or unusual.
0: Well, yeah, I was going to ask about that a little later in the show. Um, my guess is it's I, – so I, full disclosure, I do not know the answer to this question. I will do what I usually do uh, in, in such circumstances, and I will venture a guess, and we'll see how far off I am. Right. Um, I'm going to say it was um, – I'm going to say it was either a sawed-off shotgun – or a small and concealable handgun. But um, I, I think he's got me.
6: Would you like to phone a friend? <laughs> um, can he buy a bottle? part of
0: the rules. He I win. <laughs> go
6: ahead and read the I, – I think he's got you. I don't think that, that
1: – go ahead and I read the – I was going to
2: bet that he wouldn't get this. It's, that, just, that, it's
1: pretty obscure. It's pretty
2: obscure.
6: What, what do you mean, 1868? That's only, what, what 140, yeah. 160 yeah, years ago. Yeah, expect this kid mm-hmm.
2: to
1: walk on water. Sam
6: right wasn't there. born yet.
1: Dave was. I was. Sam was. Dave
6: Dave was building these things. Okay, so the hint we're going to give you is uh, you can use it not just as a firearm, but you can use it to help you get around.
0: If you're old, if you're old, good hint.
6: You can lean in, lean in on it.
0: Um, Oh, is that is that going to be one of those uh, firearms disguised as a cane? Ta-da! Circle gets the
6: square. Tell him what he's won, Bob. (laughs) Go ahead and read the uh, the answer there. The answer is a rifle cane. Congratulations, you got it with just a tiny hint. In that year, Alabama well, prohibited carrying a rifle walking cane or a shotgun walking cane. So you you had it on the head with the uh, rifle or shotgun. You were so close. So just that little tip put you over the edge. Nicely done. Well,
0: I still think he got it because um, my uh, I, I I needed a hint, and that isn't part of the rules. No, so. Steve, we're Steve right. from CNT Yeah,
1: we're going to give you a special gift. We'll give you a hat and a shirt. And we'll give you a special gift. I don't know what the special gift is yet, but we'll and get you a lot You've got me good,
0: animation. fair and square. Congratulations, sir.
1: Yeah, that's a really good, uh, I thought it was a good question. It was patented in 1858, manufactured by uh, Remington & Sons Company until approximately 1888. Oh, it was, it was patented in 1858, uh, made until 1888, with less than 2,000 produced. Uh, what, what does that say? Is that a point .96? Point Rem- .98 nine, eight. Nine, eight. Point, point nine, Remington. .98 Remington.
2: Uh, was the only major, what does that mean? Gunmaker to produce a rifle yeah. cane. So California currently <laughs> produces oh. a law prohibiting possession. Of what is cane I don't gun. understand the
6: 98 Remington. Is that the name of a company? It's not a 98 caliber. It's no, it, it's it just labeled it a .98 Remington. And we'd have to look that up, but that's my guess. I don't know what that is. Anyway, right,
1: like California, California currently has a law prohibiting possession of cane guns. And, of course, it
2: was discussed. Well, of course they have a law. That's when Newsom was there. They have a lot, discussing everything,
0: addressing Well, reasons. and that's actually, that's still part of the National Firearms Act, um, is a, a firearm that is disguised as something else deliberately right. um, is considered in any other weapon. So uh, if you wanted to make a, an actual firing replica of some kind of secret agent assassination weapon or or something out of a James Bond movie that's disguised as a very realistic-looking pen, for example, then you do have to register that as in any other weapon. Hmm. Interesting.
6: Well, well, I just watched uh, it's Alan again, I just watched uh, In the Line of Fire with Clint Eastwood. You remember that old movie? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. he used a plastic assemble-it-together firearm with uh, the coil to propel the the round forward was uh, from a ballpoint pen. Mm. So, kind of Kind of interesting. And also probably, let me think. Oh yeah, banned in California. <laughs> that was
1: uh was the bad guy was uh Malkovich, wasn't it? John, John Malkovich. Malkovich, that's oh, right. Oh yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that movie, Sam? Uh no, I'm afraid I haven't. Oh, it's worth it. Yeah, totally worth it's it. A good movie. It's yeah. a good good Clean Eastwood
6: movie. Yeah, at the end you'll see he falls off, I hate to should I ruin it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, man, so ahead. No, at the no, end no,
2: don't ruin it.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you gonna watch
2: it? You didn't even watch the little rascals yet. <laughs> I don't even know
6: Raspers. what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Spanky. I have to live my own life. <laughs> see, see,
1: see. Yeah. All right. Good job, Sam. you uh, Unfortunately, you didn't get it right this time, and we got to give uh, Steve from Santee a gift, which well, is no, not, not a problem at all. But
0: uh, anyway, we'll, we'll hey. talk
1: to you next week, and uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll get it right next week.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on anyway. Good question, Steve, and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Good night. All right, good night, Sam. Take care.
5: Good
2: night. <laughs> all right. So where's the seminar?
1: Good kid. Uh, you got to email us. we have got to RSVP and email us. It's here in San Diego. you got to email us. No, to what about the Richard. one he's
2: going to Orange County?
1: Well, uh, I have to pull out exactly where that is. Uh, well, it's in Orange County. Out. It's so, in Orange County. Go to yeah. the website. Go to fire, lo, Lone Star. Firearm. Firearms
2: fire firearmdefense.com.
1: you got to RSVP, though. We don't want to give out the address because then a bunch of people show up, we're not going to have uh, seats yeah. for them. So we can't do that. So, so you got to so RSVP. It, are you going the tomorrow? information tomorrow,
3: is Orange so County. important.
6: Tomorrow's in Orange County. It's in uh. It's at Zito's Pizza we do some things that are a little unusual no, um, he does the there's about thing. 40 45 folks that should be shown up tomorrow at 2036 north tustin street in orange california and we're looking forward to uh discussing what to expect when you're involved in a shooting it's about a two-hour course and that it includes does. questions of the lawyer so you get a certificate? such
3: important information
6: yeah very important mm-hmm. yeah you get a certificate you do
3: nice.
2: Gotta have a yeah, last
1: well, we got a lot of great reviews from the last time you did it. And, mm-hmm. I don't know. We had, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 people or something like that. At least. So, yeah. That's yeah.
4: good.
2: Well, at least you get to sleep in. That's right. <laughs> I thought it was going to be 6 in the morning. Yeah, this guy's a maniac. That'd be awesome. Folks, I hope you enjoyed Gun Owners Radio as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. You can get it at San Owners.com. It'll be a podcast there anytime you want to listen to it. Like and subscribe our show. Leave a comment. Please support all our great sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners. Orange County Gun Owners, Empire Gun Owners, Dylan Law Group, Sage Street, San Diego Flight Training International, The Gold Co., and a big shout out to Alicia Curtin, Michael Schwartz, Sam the Gunman, Matthew Dominguez, and the wild man in the box, Brendan Thomas. Don't touch that dial. Bob Siegel is in the house. The answer.